What's this? A bonus Pod Bible podcast? You're absolutely damn right. My name is Adam Richardson. Very happy to be here. I'm the editor of Pod Bible magazine and the presenter of the Pod Bible podcast. Although in this episode, you're going to get a whole load of Stu Whiffin, uh, who used to co-host this podcast regularly. Um, hasn't appeared as much as recently, but he's back. He's back in full effect today because we are presenting to you a live recording of our live Pod Bible podcast at the podcast show just a couple of weeks ago in London. We had an amazing time. I don't know how many of you guys listening were there, but it was a two-day event, a massive sort of conference celebration, uh, lots of business stuff happening during the day, lots of live podcasts happening in the evenings. And uh, we were there, Stu and I, handing out magazines, meeting people, shaking hands, hugging babies. No, not, we, didn't, we didn't hug any babies. There were no babies there. But we did meet lots of people who we've been having meetings with over the last few years over Zoom. Uh, lots of people from our friends at Acast and Spotify and Audible and all these great companies that we've dealt with uh, and people we haven't seen for ages since before the pandemic. We loved it at the podcast show. The guys at the podcast show put on an amazing event and we cannot wait for next year's. We'll definitely be there. No doubt it'll be bigger and better. I don't think it can get bigger. They had so many different talks and shows and all sorts of things going on. We loved it. Uh, if you were there, I hope you loved it too. If you were there, you may have caught the live Pod Bible podcast that we did, hosted by Stu Whiffin. You're about to hear him. He talked to Rich Wilson from Insane in the Membrane, Amy Bullman from Mum and Mama, and Josh Weller and Alfie Brown from Dirty Air. Uh, and you're about to hear that chat unedited, edited, 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 edited edited unedited struggled with that buddy do not edit that um uh, i would say unedited i don't know if uh, buddy may have cut out loads of stuff who knows but you're gonna hear it live and direct from the podcast show in london a live pod bible podcast with insane in the membrane mum and mama and dirty air hosted by co-founder of pod bible and host of multiple podcasts himself mr stew whiffin Hello and welcome to the Pod Bible Podcast. Uh, my name's Stu Whiffin. I'm the co-founder and editor of Pod Bible Magazine. Over there taking pretty pictures is Adam, the other co-founder and editor. Um, if you've never listened to the Pod Bible Podcast before, what we do is we get podcasters on that have podcasts that us at the magazine are super excited about. So I'm going to introduce them to you now. We've got Alfie and Josh from Dirty Air Podcast. Hi. Hello. Hi. Sorry. We've got Amy from Mama Mama. Hi. And we've got Rich from Insane in the Membrane. Hello. Okay, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to start with you first today, Rich, and tell us all a little bit about Insane in the Membrane, please. So Insane in the Membrane is, the jumping off point is mental health. It started as trying to get men to open up and talk about their feelings, you know, because as you know, suicide rates for men are ridiculous. And so he set me on that path. That I want to get more men to open up. And so it started from that. But it's really like, it's like two mates having a chat in a pub really and that's where the best things happen that's where the best conversations happen you know just having a chat uh, and we talk about all manner of things we talk about their life or we talk about it just goes everywhere but mental health is the jumping off point that's basically it amy hi hello <laughs> um so i'm a single parent and i'm very happy and i wanted to do something positive in the world about being a single parent because we get a lot of stick really mm-hmm. so a good friend of mine does a podcast and i was thinking maybe i could do a podcast So one of uh, my good friends was co-parent, well, is a co-parent, and I thought I'd get her involved. 
So initially it started out the both of us talking about single parenting and co-parenting, but now it's kind of developed more into me just chatting with people that I really like. Yeah, okay. Gents? Hi. Um, I feel quite embarrassed after that. Mental Ours health is very important, yeah. and so is being a single mum, but so is Formula One. <laughs> <laughs> Ours is a lot less community-minded than those. Well, you uh, say that. There's a big Formula One community. There is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, arguably bigger. More men I are think talking about Formula One than they are about their mental health, for God's sake. <laughs> Rightly or wrongly. Uh, it's like a, um, it's like a shit-posting podcast about Formula One, isn't it? It's, it's so ripe for jokes. No one's taking the piss out. I mean, we both love Formula One, but... Yeah, but we realise how absurd it is as a concept. So we enjoy it. I sort of enjoy it like wrestling. Mm. Like the kind of narrative elements and the storylines and the kind of mania and the silly costumes and the... Uh, pageantry of it all. That's yeah. what I really like. Josh is a big fan of the sport as well. <laughs> well one of the things that with, with Dave, I noticed that this podcast started, was it during lockdown or just after? No, it's like we're only 11 episodes in. Right. So when did it come about? Because you're both obviously a full musician and, and both comedians. And, and I guess I can extend this question out to, to, to you both as well, being former musicians and, 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 and comedians. Why podcasting? Well, we've been watching races. Alfie now has four kids. You should do her podcast. Alfie now has uh, <laughs> four children. But before he had four kids and ruined our friendship, we would, um, we would meet up every weekend and watch Formula One races. And just for f- years, we were saying we should do a podcast, and we were both too lazy to do it. And then he had four kids. How young's the youngest one? A few weeks and weeks. Yeah, so after <laughs> that one, right before that one was born, yeah. the season started. Yeah. And we were like, right, it was more conducive to the start of the Formula One season. It was like, we had to actually do it this year. Yeah. So that, that's why. Okay. And Rich, tell us a little bit as to why you decided to do a podcast. Well, funnily enough, it came from doing your podcast, Hardcore okay. Listings. Right. And uh, we had such a good time. And then uh, Brad Acton, who's a mate of yours, who was doing some stuff with you, messaged me and just said, I think you should do your own podcast. And so he came around one day and we just had a chat. And then all it was, it just, just this conversation happened and Brad was telling me things about himself that he'd never told anyone before. Then it just kind of, and we're like, oh, actually, there's something here. There's something in this, in this, this thing. So it just went from that. And, it, and I love doing it. I just love doing it. You, 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 the amount of people that you get listening, like as a comedian, you'd kill for half of them coming mm-hmm. to a gig. Do you know what I mean? Like, the amount of preview, there's people in the audience, Vix. You'll back me up on this. When you put gigs on and no fucker turns up, it's like doing a gig in Ikea. There's just more chairs than people. <laughs> and so doing podcasts and you get, you get to a wider audience. And, you know, and, it, and it opens you up as well. I think it helps with my, with my comedy. So I just, it's just, I just love doing it. And we get messages from people saying how much it's helped them. You know, and, and um, we've, we've some beautiful messages for people. So, it, yeah, that just keeps me going. It's lo- Do you think your sense them. of sort of well-being has improved through having them conversation? Absolutely. People? I have a better understanding of people. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, it's good to see people opening up and talking about their thoughts and feelings and that. There are some people that shouldn't. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's some people who go, all right, I see what you're doing. And, uh, yeah, but, you know, it's good, to get, it's good to get people opening up and talking about these things. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like a different person since doing it. And I'm from music, you, you move into podcasting. Why was that? Well, 
I wanted to do something, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then I came on your podcast, didn't I? And I thought, if you and Chris... Just to clarify, I've not set these questions up. Just for, like, some big <laughs> just brought his mates in. <laughs> Talk no. about me, go on, go. Yeah, right. I just thought, if you can do it, then really anyone can do it, <laughs> yeah. to be fair. Any fucker can do and it, yeah. essentially, it's just chatting. Yeah. And I really like chatting. And yeah. it's easy to do from home. And when I started, I just recorded on my MacBook. And then Chris told me that it sounded shit. So yeah. I had to get proper recordings, which I did. Yeah. But um, it was just, to be honest, when I started, I didn't know if anyone would ever listen to it. But then, luckily, we got put on the Distraction Pieces Network, so we had more of an audience. Yeah. And like Rich said, getting messages, even from one person, to say how much it had helped them not make the decision to ruin their marriage, but, you know, <laughs> give them the confidence to leave a situation that wasn't that good. It, it really does mean a lot. Yeah. Breaking up marriages. Well done. Excellent. Thanks. <laughs> I heartily recommend it. That is good. Breaking up bad marriages. Love it. <laughs> we, we get a lot of messages too from people who we've really helped through difficult times. Yeah, like not watching Formula One. We've helped them watch more Formula One. This being really here is important. really making me realise how pointless our podcast is. Yeah, but that's good. You need a little bit of fluff, you know? Come on, there's a war going on. <laughs> Isn't well, there? Uh, one of the things I also want to ask about is uh, when you set up Insane in the Membrane, yeah. I know for a fact that you were sitting in a studio and you were chatting to guests and such, and then obviously the pandemic happened and then we've mm. seen a change, and the same for you. I know your podcast was, was come a little later, but just talk to me about how it changed for you when all of a sudden you couldn't go and sit in a room with somebody and have them conversations. How did you find the move to, to remote recording and subsequently will you be going back to that? I'll tell you what, it was great doing it in the room with, with the guest. But uh, when, the, when the pandemic happened, I started, uh, the amount of names you could get to come and do your podcast was amazing. We used to struggle getting people to come to Camden, to Comedy Central, where we used to record. But then when the lockdown happened and everyone's sitting indoors, you end up getting Heston Blumenthal coming on. Romish was suddenly free. You know, you're getting all these <laughs> names. You're like, absolutely. They bring on more disease. Let's do it. And just, you know, I'm, I'm kidding, by the way. But, um, yeah, I think... It has helped us greatly because the technology now, we, because we had, nobody had heard of Zoom before the, the lockdowns and then suddenly technology was our most important thing and I think very quickly the tech companies, producers like Producer Paul over here got behind it really quickly and made it. So you were more or less in the room with the person. It just The technology just went through the roof very quickly. So we still do it via Zoom, don't we? Every now and again we'll do a live one, but I think Zoom is the way. Like over, over the, It's so much simpler. Did you, I mean, this goes to both of you, did you feel there was a sort of period of adjustment of like, because I know for a fact the first few i done, it just felt a little bit weird trying not to talk over someone. And, yeah. and it just felt a little awkward because when you're in a room, there's always that kind of ambience and the yeah, body yeah, language yeah. that you get off of speaking to a guest. And do you feel that, you know, in, in general people, but yourselves have adapted to having kind of very natural and, and comfortable conversations yeah. remotely now. You learn to say, uh, no, after you. No, sorry, what were you saying? No, what were you going to say? Sorry, I spoke over you. You were going to say something. You do that <laughs> a lot. But yeah, you, get, you, just, you just figure it out. It's like with comedy. Like, we all figured it out pretty quickly because it's really difficult to make a laptop laugh. <laughs> and, and, then you, and, then, and then you and then you you do a nice gig and then you shut the laptop and you're still in your room in your pants you're like well this is different yeah. but you adjust don't you you, you figure it out and, it, and you do I mean that's the thing with human beings we always adjust and we figure it out so you know we have that survival instinct so on a basic level with, with podcasting that we kind of went alright we need to do it this way now and so we all figured it out and so yeah it was great 
and being in sort of, you know, punk bands and such, like, and, and again, this goes to all of you, like, as sort of creatives, do you like the DIY aspect of, of podcasting? I can't put into words how much I hate editing every show. <laughs> it's, I don't want to be a DIY punk band. I want the, one of these people to pay, pay me for that's them to edit. Yeah, yeah, that's... No. Worth his weight in gold, producer Paul. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. I think the DIY aspect of it is I, I'm, I'm really pleased that it's found an audience. I was surprised that... Because Formula One is... Everyone's got their head up their ass in that sport. And it's a boring sport for the most part. It's not like football that you can turn on. And I don't know anything about football, but if I watch a game, I understand why it's beautiful to watch and why it's, you know, why there's so much drama on the field. Formula One's not like that. And um, my worry was that uh, people wouldn't find us making actual, really taking the piss out of these drivers and these teams and their private lives. And I thought that that wouldn't connect. And that aspect of it, I'm really amazed that it has. So us just being able to do it in our in Alfie's uh, you called it your podcast studio but it's your spare bedroom in your old flat no 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 it's a, it's a central London podcast yeah, no it's not it's, <laughs> no. it's, it your, is it's your brother's London. spare room it's, po- central, it's in central London EC1Y and it's a podcast recording studio space and, it's, <laughs> it's, um, and I need to buy new microphones because the old ones uh, dynamical condenser you know there's lots of chats to be had at this um, in this atrium about that quandary um, but <laughs> I think the best thing about podcasting is uh, the fact that I haven't had to have one conversation with a development producer and I think anything sorry um, and I think anything if any of you are but I think anything that can spare you those uh, back and forths and people telling you, you you have an idea you run with it you learn on the job uh, like nobody listens you learn while nobody listens and you get better and then it improves and then the listen like it's a symbiotic and kind of uh, a, a quite a natural and easy going advancement into a place where you are like you have something of quality like as you said you recorded it on your MacBook I, I like that aspect of it and the the DIY sort of discovery you don't have to submit something to the head of Radio Four and get it ratified by the General Court of Human Quality or whatever goes on. <laughs> and then, like, have some response. It takes three years, and the idea is crap by the time the three years has passed anyway. You learn to be good as you're going. And it's so much better for that, for creating interesting and more individual-type things. In that way, the aspect, like, the it, from a DIY perspective as well, the people who work in Formula One, who've, like, privately messaged us and be like, we can't tell you how much we like your show, because... You were ripping the piss out of it, but and that's been really. You can't really yeah. call Formula One punk rock. It's so far from punk rock. <laughs> yeah, but that to me is like um, I, that's yeah, been really yeah. Yeah, validating. It's more like eighties. It's like yes, we're yes. Podcast. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's good, good, good. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that kind of DIY element, and do you think with the lifestyle you've got? Do you think it wouldn't have been possible unless you could have done it so easily from home? Well, initially when we started it, it was just going to be us two chatting. And then eventually we realised that we'd run out of stuff to chat about, so we needed to talk to other people. But it made it so much easier being able to do it from home because it saves on travel time, lugging stuff around. And I had a bit of a background with editing from when I used to do music, but I think my greatest quality is not caring that much about what it sounds like. Not in, in, like, obviously I want it to sound good, but I know... Does that apply to the content as well? (laughs) I'd put anything out. But um, 
It's more like the little noises in the background that you can't really hear, but if you were an engineer, you'd really hear them. It's, so you don't have to kill yourself to make it yeah. sound amazing. I think as long as the content's good, yeah, you're having yeah, yeah. a good chat. I, was, I edit my girlfriend's podcast, which is called Whenever It Kicks Again, about motherhood, and the baby, the new baby, shits itself so loudly at about 45 <laughs> seconds in. It's so funny to hear this like really kind of visceral, wet... And the baby goes, first. <laughs> and it's so funny. And then the baby's kind of like squawking on her tit and everything. And throughout the podcast, it didn't have kinder ways to say that, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, but, 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 but for that, like the, 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 the authentic elements yeah. of the, that, that lens, the podcast is, I think, makes it more listenable and more human, which yeah. is kind of cool for the listener, I think. You, you mentioned. Sorry, sir. <laughs> You mentioned. Um, you mentioned that um, after a while, uh, you and your former co-host ran out of things to talk about. So you were then looking towards guests. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about the guests that you've had on your podcast, and then I'm going to ask Rich the same. Well, I've had a variety of people. I mean, I've got a background in music, so I'm now starting to draw on those people. But I've had Gail Porter, Kelly LaRock, my friend Angela Hunt, who wrote New York State of Mind that she got a Grammy for. She ain't I, struggling with a mortgage, she? Ain't she ain't struggling. <laughs> She's in Miami on the beach. But she actually, she won an award for the best homeschooling because they were off school for like a year in America, weren't they? And she was more proud of that than she is her Grammy for... And I, when I talked really? to her, she was hiding in the bathroom away from her children. So, you know, it doesn't matter how successful you are yeah. when you're a mum. Yeah. Bet it was a big bathroom, though. <laughs> it was a yeah it was a could have hidden in the bathroom and the kids being there at the same time <laughs> and I've got coming up I've got my friend Henry who's a tattooist he he was the one that tattooed Amy Winehouse's woman you know on oh, her wow. arm yeah, yeah but he's had an amazing life he was put through conversion therapy when he was younger by his parents and obviously all the relationship with Amy Winehouse so that was a really good chat I've had comedians on Josh Reller and Rich Wilson. None taken. I've, no. <laughs> I'll basically talk to anyone, so you're more than welcome to come. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but it, it, I just really like talking to people, and I'm really nosy. So as much as I started it to be a positive spin on single parenting, and I am a single parent, and I am happy, so I hope that that kind of carries through. I just really like talking to people. Yeah. So if anyone wants to come on, <laughs> I'll take anyone. <laughs> Rich, you mentioned Ramesh uh, yeah. and, and, and Heston. Like, who else can people expect to, uh, to hear if they uh, tune into the podcast? Who else has been on? Uh, David Baddiel's been on. Jenny Ryan from The Quiz has been on. Because we also do... Because I've got Insane in the Membrane, and then we've got Insane in the Fembrane, where I talk to women about what it's like to be a woman. Because obviously I don't know. So it's, it says that. And then we did... Last year we did, uh, we did uh, a month for uh, Pride Month. We did uh, insane in the then brain. I was talking to people who identify as non-binary because that was a new thing to me. So I wanted to find out. So we've had all manner of people on. Um, oh, I can't remember his name now. Who's Tom from Bake Off? I worked with him loads. What's his name? Tom Allen. Tom Allen. Thank you. <laughs> Tom's been on. Memorable. Um, <laughs> but he was really cautious, wasn't he? The things he was, he was, you could see he was just stopping short of actually like spilling any beans. So, uh, bless him. But we've had all manner. But the other thing is as well, I want people not just because they're famous. I want them interesting people that I think that, that you'll, you know, like there's Dean Burnett who's, who deals solely with the brain. You know, I wanted to find out more about that. 
Uh, we had Nicky Wire's brother, Nicky Wire from Manic Street Preachers. I wasn't really interested in him, but his brother, Patrick, is a poet and a, and a, a great man in his own right. So it's good to have him on. So we try and mix it up and not have, not necessarily famous people, but interesting people with a, with a brilliant background. Because basically what's happened, the, the podcast has turned into me learning things from the guests. It's all about the guests. So when you were talking about talking over people, there's not a lot. I don't, a lot of the time, I haven't said anything for ages. We had Dane Baptiste on. I think I said hello and goodbye. <laughs> he just went. And it's one of the best ones we've had. We went afterwards. He, he just got his study. Like, thanks, boys. And he left. And you and I pulled, pulled over at the end. We're going, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and then we've had so much. The biggest response was Dane's one because he just went off on one about, oh, man, have a listen. It's a brilliant one. So, yeah, we have all manner of people. And, and for people that listen to this podcast that are new podcasters and you've just, you know, you've both rattled off uh, a real who's who of, of guests. Tell me a little bit about how you go about sourcing guests because there's going to be people that have started up podcasts, have chatted to their friends and it's like, how do I go about approaching somebody that might have a few more followers on social media or might have a little mm. bit of, you know, profile in the, in the, you know, in the world of celebrity or media or whatever? Like, how would you, how do you both go about sourcing guests? I've worked with a lot of them, so I'm, I've over the. So I've been in, been in comedy for like twenty years. I was a barman first, and a comedian. So I know I've got a relationship with a lot of people. So I can kind of go, "Do you want to come on this?" Or I'll see them at gigs, and they're like, I'll, let, "I'll come on your podcast." But I do have terrible. I'm really worried. Like producer Paul's always having to go at me for like, just message him, you dickhead. And I'm like, I'm gonna, but I'm, I'm scared because I'm scared of no. I'm like. <laughs> And he goes, it's well established. People want to come on. I'm like, yeah, but I look a dickhead, and I don't. Whereas you, you just message Chuck D out, public enemy, and go, you want to do this? <laughs> I admire that. I don't have that. I have to. I have to get pushed by a producer support. Go, just, just send the email, mate. Just send it. And so, or if I'm drunk, that's when I'll loads of people. <laughs> One a.m. I'll send a. I'll send an email to Bam Margera from Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Last Thursday. Uh, <laughs> so it just depends how confident I'm feeling. <laughs> Say, I've had a lot of my friends on. I'm very lucky. I do know a lot of interesting people. Present company, not in. <laughs> but then I ha- and I have got a background in music, so I do draw on that. But also, I do will just message people. But it really depends what mood yeah. I'm in. Like sometimes I think oh, I'd really like them on, but I can't do it because I'm too scared. But Pamela Adlon is like my dream guest. Have you watched Better Things? Oh my god! But I've messaged her, and but I do have lovely friends like you who say, oh, you should get this person on your podcast and sort it out for me. So if I was completely out the bat, I think you've just got to go for it and try and find people's Mm. press agents and stuff, I guess. But, I mean, it is hard. But if you just, I think you just get that one person and then that leads on to other people. You don't actually don't get I think it's 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 exactly as simple as that, isn't it? Um, Again, sort of the the people that are listening that are, are, are starting out in podcasting that may listen to your podcast and get inspired to start their own, Tell us a little bit about the podcast that first pricked your attention for, for podcasting. What was the first podcast that, that you got into, Alfie? Podcasting as a sort of media format. Like, I listen to a lot of football podcasts and sort of bide my time. The Anfield rap, as I'm a big Liverpool fan. But uh, in terms of podcasts that sort of got me thinking that it was something that was available to me was Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, which I don't really listen to anymore. He talks too much about American sport, and whilst I like the man himself, I can't abide any of that nonsense. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was that. And I started... I, I, I had my own podcast in 2015 called Technicolor Yawn, which I started to try and... Just essentially just... It wasn't really concentrating on get that many listeners, but I was trying to eliminate saying um too much in stand-up. <laughs> and I thought, if I can 
speak for half an hour without umming or any, like, what do you call it, fatic speech or filler language, like, whatever, all that bollocks. I, there we go. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't successful. Um, uh, and I do my own show now called The Alfie Brown Show, which is a sort of similar... I use it as a sort of, of a way to generate material or try and loose my brain of all the things that might be uh, causing a rent in it. And both of them are quite similar uh, it, to Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast. Uh, I, I love that kind of direct relationship with one person and feeling like you're truly getting something of their lives. And a watered down, or not watered down, that makes it sound kind of worse, but like a more intimate and less choreographed sense of who they are. Like what you would get from them as a stand-up is, you know, exactly as they'd wish to portray themselves. But you can't help but, you know, excavate your own soul when you're, it's just you and a microphone. And there's a bit in the one that I recorded yesterday, and I think I come across so badly. And there's no feedback for it. It's just me alone in a room going mental about <laughs> Liverpool not having won the league and getting all sentimental and acting like a loser. And now that's for you. You can listen to that, and I might come across really badly. And I don't care, really. I, just care. I do care a bit, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't be mentioning it. Uh, but, yeah, Bill Burr was the, uh, the, the, the catalyst podcast in my... Uh, podcast listening life that made me want to do that sort of thing. Josh? Um, I think Song Exploder was one that got me thinking about Formula One because it's just, if anyone hasn't listened to it, it's uh, it's a breakdown of one song every episode, but it goes into like very, the minutiae of where the song came from and they have all the original stems and they took the songwriter talks about where the idea came from, the lyrics, and they play the demos and and that now it's a Netflix series as well. And there's the REM episode of how they wrote Losing My Religion. It's one of the best bits of television I've ever seen. I think that got me thinking about making an F1 podcast just because it, I think finding a niche... I mean, there's a lot of podcasts of just comedians talking about nothing. And, um, <laughs> and uh, for the people listening, I was pointing at Alfie there. And um, yeah, it, I think leaning into a niche, finding something that... I, like if I was an, if I wasn't so lazy, I would do a Star Trek podcast tomorrow. But I'm, I am too lazy to do it. But I think that would be something, you know, just something that not everyone is doing, or something that you're very passionate about. Even if only five hundred people like it, but they love it, you know, that's that's better than trying to reach everyone. I, think. I also think there's an interesting thing there with regards to like having like niche versus like so. My podcast, my one, doesn't get you know doesn't do huge numbers. But it acts as a sort of calling card for if I'm doing a show or a stand-up gig, I go, I've got this podcast. If you're incredibly invested in me as a human being or entity or you like my stand-up or whatever charming thing you might feel, then there's a way in which you can, you know, have a, a, a version of something like that every, every week. And whilst it might do fewer numbers than something that was about, you know, football or whatever, those people are invested in me as an entity. And we'll buy, buy tour tickets next time I'm in town, hopefully. That's the kind of... It's, it's a calling card for me uh, and exists in that capacity. So, I, yeah. I sold four tickets in Brighton last week, so I think you're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you should do your own podcast. <laughs> Stop talking about Formula One. No Formula One fans in Brighton. It's too sunny. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even like actual cars in Brighton. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm? This is going to sound really bad, but the only reason I know about podcasts, really, is because of Scroobius Pip. And so I used to listen to his because I felt that I should because I was his friend. Yeah. And then I listened to yours and Chris's. <laughs> right. But I don't really listen to podcasts. And Brian Gittins, yeah. that is my favourite podcast. Yeah. Apart from yours, obviously, obviously and Pips. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 
I don't really listen. I listen to the radio all day. Yeah. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Moving on. Rich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I think it would be, again, Bill Burr was the one. Uh, I was a huge fan, and then you drive into gigs, and I didn't really know much about podcasting. But then, yeah, Bill Burr, just listening to him, just ranting. I had to stop listening after a while, because, again, like you said, it was all about American football. I don't really know a lot about that. But then some of it was quite negative as well. He was kind of talking about turning 50, and then he was talking about, oh, no, I'm not. He was talking like he was 900 years old. And I, got, I was like, oh, I've just turned 50. I don't need to hear that, you know. So, but, yeah, it was Bill Burr, and then Mark Maron. I love Mark Maron's podcast that's that's incredible and there was re- a really tragic one where his partner had sadly passed away and it's just him just just broken from the from this sudden tragic loss of his of his of his love and i i had to pull the car over because it was just it was like you like, like you know because you forget that you're talking you forget that you're that this is going out to people because i do it i walk around sometimes on video so if i'm before i've got a gig or something i'll come to my gig come to this come to that and then suddenly I'll be, I'll be moaning about the bank or I'm going on about, <laughs> I don't know why she didn't text me back. It's bullshit, mate. And you just, you just forget it. So it is a way of like opening up and, you know, you forget that you're talking to people. But, yeah, Mark Maron, Bill Burr, you know, those people really got me going. And then, you know, hardcore listings and, yeah, I love it. Well, I'm going to start to sort of wrap this up. But I want to ask, for anybody listening that's not checked out your podcast yet, uh, Josh and Alfie, like, if you were to direct a new listener... Would you say, go to the very first episode, or would you say there's a specific episode where you feel that really encapsulates what, what you set out to do with a podcast? And if so, what episode would that be? Well, firstly, I would say if you don't like Formula One, you're really not going to like our podcast. <laughs> I don't think that's quite as true as you think it is. I, I think, think it's, it's quite true. It's quite true, but I don't think it's quite as true as you think it is. I think maybe there's like, I know a few people who don't really like, they're not too into Formula One. Who I listen to if, our podcast. If, if you don't like Formula One, but you do watch Drive to Survive, <laughs> then, then you'll really like it. That's exactly the level we're hitting. I would Which you s- hate, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's, it's made Formula One. It's weird to say that Drive to Survive has ruined Formula One. Formula One ruined Formula One. But I would say it's a tough one with our show because it has a shelf life, you know? It's, it's irrelevant to review the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, you know, uh, and listen back to that two months later. There's still, you know, I still think that they're funny, but obviously as the championship goes on, I would just say to anyone listening, just listen to the, the most recent episode of the most recent race, yeah. Aim, where would you send people? One episode that I've had the most reaction from is my best friend suffered with well, still suffers with a drug addiction. And she speaks very openly about that and how about she got over the addiction herself. Well, not over it, but you know what I mean. So that's a really good one to listen to. But really, every episode is different for different reasons. So I suppose it depends what you're in the mood for. I don't think any of the episodes that I've done have ever been too sad, even though we do talk about some serious things. There's always normally a bit of humour in it. But, yeah. Rich, you've got a big old back catalogue. Where would you send someone? Um... Again, like Amy said, they're all they're all important for different reasons. Everyone that's been on, we've been really lucky that every single guest has been brilliant. I mean, there's only one that we didn't put out because we didn't like each other, did we? We were talking to each other and like, I don't like you. You know what I mean? This is bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> did you see it through to the end? Oh yeah, yeah. It was only afterwards, and I just went, "That's not going out." That <laughs> she was, yeah. 
No, no, no. She who won't was even it? Care. I know who, who it was, was already. It? She yeah. won't even care. Uh. She won't even care. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that was a practice one that ended up in just a fight. Oh, no, no, no. I was just making a value judgment about somebody's character, but oh, nobody yeah. who's very closely related to either of us. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody wants to know that. Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, wait, well, we'll, we'll save it for the Patreons. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Dame Baptiste was a was a brilliant one, as I've already mentioned. That was that one is so, I don't know, enlightening, insightful. It was incredible. This man's brain is is next level, and it, the, the way he went off, just explaining it, just it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Heston Blumenthal is another one that's brilliant. Finding out about he, he he's a very interesting man, and he's like he's just like us, like he's he just sees the the world, like, he sees the world like the Matrix. He sees all the all the ones and the zeros. But he's just, he's just, he's a lad. Like he's sitting, he's got, he's got someone that sits with him to make sure he doesn't go off the rails. And just like, you know, Hessen's in town, let's have a fucking party. He's just got, he's got a life guru, he calls him life guru. <laughs> um, and I would say Eleanor Tiernan on Insane in the Fembrain, where Eleanor actually came out on the podcast. And it was a really interesting thing because I've never been, I've never been part of anything like that before. So it was a really interesting moment. Um, also, there is a QR code on the way out. Uh, if you do or ever listen, if you click on that QR code, is that right, Paul? And that'll take you to the episode. So do do that. They're all brilliant. Thank you for your time. When she came out, did you say to her, would you mind if I clip that up for socials? <laughs> Mate, I <laughs> cartwheeled. <laughs> no, no. But we'd already, she'd already said to me privately, she said, look, I want to do this. On the, she didn't just like, surprise me as yeah. well. I'm like, what? <laughs> It was a really interesting... Yeah, she said, I want to come on the, the podcast and I want, that's what the, I want to use that platform to tell everybody. So That's really great. Yeah, it was lovely. So that one's brilliant, Eleanor Tiernan. Basically, I just want to know what's coming up next uh, for everybody in, the, uh, in their world of podcasting. What can people expect from the podcast moving forward? Well, Monaco, the Monaco Grand Prix, so we'll record... The, the, the jewel and the Formula One crown. Yeah. As they call it. The most boring race of the season. For the prettiest... The, the most boring. Can, I don't need to see a Kardashian. Just again, there's someone who's the guy Tom Brady. Tom, I, is Tom Brady Monaco's be just all about just famous people. I just want to watch some cars going fast. You can't even <laughs> do that in Monaco. The track's too narrow for the the cars are two meters wide now. This isn't the podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Mon- just every every uh, race and every week that there is every a race. Week. So in the off season, we're going to do classic races and. Uh, Review Drive to Survive through Josh's gritted teeth Ugh. and, uh, and all, all sorts. So, yeah, every, it's, a, it's a weekly podcast come rain, shine, race or no race. Previews, reviews and uh, views, just general views of Formula One. We, there's an episode where we review uh, the, uh, the car drivers' names from the past that we miss saying. Rubens Barrichello. Like that. That's really... <laughs> and it, and, we, it, and it, it's, it's a surprising amount of... Uh, uh, good ASMR fun. Uh, 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 yeah, that's that's what I'd say. Wonderful. I'm. Um, I recorded one with my friend yesterday, who took her children out of school for three months and lived in a jungle in Costa Rica because she fancied it. So that was good because, yeah, it wasn't really what she expected. Yeah. <laughs> um, even though they did have an air conditioned thing, it was like an eco place, but they had massive generators to have air conditioning and fridges and. All right. So, but anyway, but that was really good. And then another friend of mine was also talking about addiction and how trauma she had when she was younger caused her to stay in a heterosexual relationship, but then she came out a little while ago. So that's good as well. Wonderful. Yes. 
And Rich? Uh, going forward, same brilliant podcast as it's been for the last three years. So, uh, yeah. To, uh, it's nice to see people leaving and then not clicking the QR code. That, <laughs> that's really... I mean, just stand on my nuts as you leave. That would be a lot less painful. Thank you, everyone. Uh, yeah, so just the same. Brilliant guests coming up. I'm getting more brave asking people. So we've got some good names coming up. So, yeah, same. Wonderful. Well, when this episode comes out, then basically we, in all the show notes, there'll be links to all your podcasts. So, yeah, thanks ever so much for coming on and thanks for turning up to watch. Thank thanks you. Thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks guys. Yeah. Thanks, you. Thank you for having us. There we go, a live recording. We haven't done one of those for ages, have we? I was there. Uh, I was sorting out some of the recording stuff. I was taking some pictures. I didn't host this one, but uh, Stu absolutely nailed it. Loved listening to it, loved watching it, loved to meet some of those guys as well. Rich, I've dealt with loads through Pod Bible. I've even had him on one of my other podcasts, uh, but hadn't met him yet, so that was great. Amy, the same. I designed the artwork for Mama Mama. Hadn't met Amy yet, so that was lovely, and it was a pleasure to meet Josh and Alfie as well. Hilarious in real life and on their podcast so i heartily recommend you go and check out all those shows while we're here recommending stuff pod bible magazine issue 21 is out it features the hosts of red-handed uh, the true crime podcast love that show it's a great interview we've got loads of reviews recommendations interviews guest columns independent podcast recommendations as well go and check it out podbiblemag.com order it to your door uh, or read the digital version thank you for listening hope you enjoyed our bonus episode uh, if you want to get in touch with us info at podbiblemag.com podbible on the socials my name is ad is my uh, twitter handle or you can email me adam at podbiblemag.com i think that's it i enjoyed that lovely to chuck in a bonus we'll be back in a week or so with a normal regular weekly episode but until then i was about to say i love you <laughs> but that would have been too much enjoy your podcasts and i'll speak to you very soon uh, this is, of course, the Pod Bible podcast, part of the ACAST Creator Network, and put together by the man, the legend, the myth, the hero, Buddy Peace. See you soon.